Hello, and welcome to Good Friday Worship. My name is Katie Rome, and it's my joy to serve with you as the Director of Connectional Ministries here at First St. Charles. We're glad that you're worshiping with us today, and we hope that you find this experience immersive and meditative, and that it connects you more fully with God and brings you into the story of Jesus as we celebrate this Holy Week and wait for the promise of his resurrection. At this time, I would invite you to go and get a candle. You may pause the video to go get a candle so we can light it together. We light a candle in the name of God the Father, who breathes life into every being. In the name of Jesus, who embodies God's love and embraces life, death, and life again. In the name of the Spirit, who helps us remember who we are. Allow this candle to remind us of God's presence during this time. We invite you to a time of somber humility, reflection, and prayer. Through our 10 stations, we'll explore scenes from Jesus' betrayal, crucifixion, and death. There will be a reading of scripture, some questions which you can reflect upon, and a brief prayer. Join us as we enter into the story of Jesus. Then Jesus went to them into a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. He said to them, My soul is deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself onto the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for them the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Now the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. My betrayer is at hand. Jesus is grieving and is compelled to a desperate prayer, an honest prayer. Was there a time in your life where you prayed in grief? How did God meet you in that space? Lord, we remember all who comfort and strengthen others with love, a listening heart, and a cry for justice. Lord, hear our prayer. Then one of the twelve, who was called Judas, 
went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. The Son of God was betrayed by a friend for 30 pieces of silver. Have you ever valued money over relationships? Lord, we remember those who are in broken relationships and those who suffer in loneliness, who lack the love and connection that you created us for. Lord, hear our prayer. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The leaders answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Jesus submits quietly and peacefully without defending himself. When was the last time you had to defend yourself in word or action? Were you innocent or guilty? Jesus was condemned by religious leaders. Who do religious leaders condemn today? Why? Lord, we remember the over 60 million people condemned to death this past century as victims of racism, tribalism, and nationalism. Lord, hear our prayer. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Why did the soldiers mock Jesus? Did they look down on him for being a Jew? Did they think he was crazy? Did they think he was arrogant and in need of humbling? Who was the last person you made fun of? What sort of things did you say or think? Did anyone laugh? Lord, you remember the 400,000 young people each year who attempt suicide in response to bullying and isolation. Lord, hear our prayer. So they took Jesus 
and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. Earlier in Jesus' ministry, he proclaimed, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Contrast that now with the image of Jesus carrying the rough, heavy cross on his already beaten back. What burdens are you carrying now? Lord, we remember half the world's population who daily take up the cross of deep poverty due to economic injustices. Lord, hear our prayer. As they led him away, they seized a man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country, and they laid the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What does it mean to carry one another's burdens? Are there people in your life who have carried a cross for you? Lord, we remember those who engage in solidarity to empower others to transform our world for the common good. Lord, hear our prayer. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Criminals were crucified naked to expose them to shame and ridicule. Have you ever been publicly shamed or even just embarrassed? How did that feel? The soldiers are capitalizing on Jesus' misfortune. In what ways does that happen in our world today? Lord, we remember those who are stripped of their dignity due to slavery and human trafficking. Lord, hear our prayer. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. The word excruciating shares its origin with crucifixion. Have you ever felt unbearable pain, whether physical or emotional? On the cross, 
the God of the universe felt excruciating pain. What does this mean for our own experience of suffering? Lord, we remember those whose lives are scarred by environmental calamities and frequent wars. Lord, hear our prayer. The sky grew dark as the sounds of a gruesome crucifixion echoed across the rocky landscape. Even in his final fragile moments of life, Jesus loved those he had come to save. Those final precious phrases reveal a heart of mercy and a message of hope for the world. No words of complaining or condemnation, no words of bitterness or regret. One last expression of love. Father, forgive them. And grace fell like a gentle rain upon a parched and withered creation. Father, forgive them. And the garden began to dream once again of life. One last cry, it is finished. And the journey to hope was made clear, the path cleared of all stones. Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus, our lamb and our shepherd, is the journey, and he, the journey's end.
From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at about three o'clock, Jesus cried in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split. It is finished. We all experience darkness in our lives. What has the darkness taught you? Are there any areas in your life that feel dead? And are there any that need to die? Lord, we remember all those who have died due to genocide, torture, forced migration, and starvation. Lord, hear our prayer. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph who, though a member of the council, had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments, and on the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. Place yourself in the shoes of Mary, Jesus' mother. After all that she had been promised and all that she had seen Jesus do, he was dead, in a tomb. It wasn't supposed to be this way. It wasn't supposed to end this way. It wasn't supposed to end at all. Her son, her precious, promised son, dead? And it's all over. All the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the teachings, the crowd, the feeding, the miracles, the excitement in the air, over, dead dark. Barbara Brown Taylor says, new life starts in the dark. Whether it's a seed in the ground, a baby in the womb, or Jesus in the tomb, it starts in the dark. What areas of your life and of our world are in the dark right now? What do you hope that God will resurrect from them? Lord, we remember those who have gone before us and we wait now with them 
in anticipation of resurrection. We believe that you are making all things new, even in the dark. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen.